Greetings, listeners. Welcome to Space Cowboys, a Roswell, New Mexico podcast, formerly known as Reimagining Roswell here on PureFandom.com. I am Liz Pru, joined by my co-host, Meg Lonnie. Hello. Hello. I know, I got, got real sexy for it. Hello. Hey, we Hello. need that because there was a lot of steam going on in mm-hmm. this uh, premiere episode. And now that the show is finally here, we are back and ready to break it all down. We will be doing weekly recaps of each episode of this series, and included with the recaps will be our thoughts, theories, uh, tidbits, all sorts of fun on the episode. Um, In this specific podcast episode of Space Cowboys, we will be discussing the pilot of Roswell, New Mexico, that aired tonight on um, the CW Network. We will talk about the characters, the vibes, and what we think about the episode overall. Meg, do you want to hook us up with a quick recap before we break it all down? Yes, let's do that. Also, I have to say, I love our new name. As much as I loved Reimagining Roswell, I feel like Space Cowboys, we have rebooted ourselves, if you will. Yes, we have all, well, I felt like it was a natural evolution. And then with Casey Musgraves dropping her Grammy frickin' nominated album, Golden Hour, having that Space Cowboys jam on there. And she's kind of like, she calls herself Spacey Casey. She's psychedelic. So like that happened at the same time. It just felt like a natural, necessary change, I feel like. I'm with you. I like it. Okay. So the pilot of Roswell, New Mexico, which BT dubs is really not fun when you Google it. So hopefully some more content on the show is going to boost that to the top instead of, you know, tourism websites that I keep getting. But that's okay. Go to Roswell, New Mexico to visit and then watch Oh, the you show. mean not good in a sense of like, it's just talking about like actual, the actual yeah. city. Yeah. yeah. Like every time I look for images and stuff like that, it's like, actually there's a town, Roswell. And like, obviously we know that, but makes it super fun. So Roswell, New Mexico, the show, the pilot, you watched it. If you didn't, I mean, thanks for listening. We're going to talk about it and spoil the heck out of it. But here's a quick rundown of what happened. So Liz, not podcast Liz, show Liz, left Roswell behind, and she returns when the funding for her project is cut. And on her way back home, she stopped at an ice checkpoint on the road, and she, like, snaps off at this cop. And it turns out to be super hot hottie Max, who is Nathan Parsons. Nathan Parsons. Yeah, yeah. And we kind of learned that's her. They weren't a couple in high school, but he clearly like harbored some serious feels for her. And she kind of had like a wishy-washy sort of liked him, wasn't quite sure because she had a boyfriend in high school. But he's a super hot cop now and he's still like pining for her. So hashtag feels for those two. So she goes back to town and she goes to see her super adorable dad at the Crashdown Cafe. And he's an undocumented immigrant. So she already has like, this deep-seated worry and like then the ice checkpoint and that all kind of comes into play and he runs an alien themed cafe in Roswell and he's just so precious and I love that he's super into like wearing the alien garb and all of that um he she sends him home and she rocks it out herself she puts on like that very iconic minty green outfit dances it up and Max comes in to visit and she gets shot. I mean, obviously there's a lot more that happens between then. So she gets shot. He saves her 
with his like super alien mojo. And through the course of the episode, we learned that Liz's sister died and it was kind of mysterious circumstances. There's, it's drug related, other people were killed. And that's kind of, they lead you to believe that's why the cafe is targeted and that's why she's shot. So Max heals her. She's got this like rainbow glowy handprint on her, but she's not just any old damsel. She's a scientist. So she sees this evidence. She knows something's up. She gets his DNA like a boss and runs it, realizes like, okay, something is wrong with him. Goes to her hot doc boyfriend from high school, Kyle, who is Michael Trevino as a hot doctor. Bless you. Bless you, TV. He is aging so well. Oh, my God. And like, oh, my God. That's like a whole nother episode of just Trevino appreciation. Yes. I'm sorry. Keep going. No, you're good. So he calls like this government guy who's like friends with his dad, I believe. And there's a lot more drama underneath that layer. So the siblings think that they're doing such a good job of blending in. That's Isabel, Max, and Michael of blending in to Roswell. But like they know they're there and like they have pieces, like pieces of the puzzle. They know that there's aliens and they kind of pull Kyle into that. So speaking of siblings, Michael, who is Max's troubled, but like super hot, like edgy boyfriend, boyfriend, brother, sorry. Um, he's confronted by this like super sexy soldier boy who's Alex. Sorry, that's why I had boyfriend stuck in my head. And it's clear they have like some strong feelings and like there's just like vibe between them and they kiss at the 10 year reunion while everyone's like dancing it up. And there's just really cool like voiceover about the government guys talking about the aliens being evil, but like then you see them and they're just like super cool people. But there's this secret that Max and Isabel are talking about and it's all tied into Rose's death, who is Rose's Liz's sister. So like there's kind of all these layers building and like the sexy time and like the mystery and drama and boom, the episode's over. Boom. Boom. And scene. Okay. So a lot to break down, but I would like to start with, (sighs) okay, let's start with the relationships in the show because a lot of the reviews have talked about the show doesn't know if it wants to be sci-fi or crime or blah, 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 which yes, I am kind of a super fan of alien sci-fi stuff already. So some people may say my opinion is biased, but it also means I'm a very harsh critic of sci-fi fantasy stuff. And I was super impressed with the pilot. Like I will, and you know me with TVDU, the Vampire Diaries universe. I was not too keen on the Legacies pilot. The third or the second spinoff of the Vampire Diaries. I really, I was like, oh God, no. But by the fourth episode, it got its groove. I'm into it now. Loving it, feeling it. Thank you, Plek and Co here for it. With Roswell, New Mexico, I was prepared to do the same thing because it's a pilot. And when you have a sci-fi fantasy series, it can take a while to like, kind of like get your groove. But I was thoroughly, really, really impressed with this pilot. Like I was like, okay, here, I'm feeling what you're putting out. And I think a big chunk of it is the relationships because personally for me, I'm 32 or I'm about to be 30. Am I 32? No, I'll be 32 this summer. (laughs) 
<laughs> I'm 31 and these guys are like kind of my age. I think they're like 28-ish or something in the show. And so I really, I thought it was authentic. I mean, the side of the alien part. I thought it was pretty legit. Agreed. I think that they all felt very authentic. So especially like Max and Liz, it felt you could feel that history. Just their, just their sexual tension and like staring each other down. I like to call it eye forking. Mm-hmm, quote unquote mm-hmm, um mm-hmm. but you you kind of you felt all of that and it's much different than like a high school romance where it's just new and exciting and like you're kind of learning who you are while falling for someone else like with this there's just like more weight to all of the relationships and the interactions and you you could see that tension between them and I thought that was really cool and I don't think Michael Trevino's character is meant to introduce a love triangle. Like they were very, um, like I think his relationship with Liz is not to create like, ooh, team, uh, sorry, I keep calling him Michael Trevino, Kyle. Kyle. Yeah. Um, it's not like team Kyle or team Max. It's more of to show, okay, this is how these people know each other. And they knew each other pretty well. And even though they're not like in love, they have, you know, you know, they care for one another. So I think him influencing Liz's decisions on what she does about Max or the aliens or all that sort of stuff. Maybe he's just there to provide a different perspective on that versus be another love interest, which I really like. I agree. I didn't think that they had feelings for each other now. Like clearly they had some physical feelings which they choose well, whatever. to explore. You know. <laughs> but like you know it's just kind of falling back into old patterns and the high school reunion and it makes sense that if she was going to hook up with some rando it would be a rando from her past you know, yes yes a previous hookup but I like what does he say in the car and he's like wait I feel like I'm a distraction and she's like is that okay and he's like yeah no no yeah use me <laughs> he's like I know. totally <laughs> See, that's why it's relatable because like they're past the age of 25. So they're just like, do you know, like we're, we know what this is about. Like, it's kind of like less games. Yes. Which I like, like, I love me some Riverdale when I'm in the mood for that, but I'm like, oh my God, there's so many games. Like, why can't you guys just make out? Cause you want to make out. Right. Why's it gotta be so the... deep? Exactly. And oh my gosh. Um, Isabel. This, his Max's sister. Mm-hmm. I, I thought it would be, it's going to be really cool. And we haven't really gotten into it with the pilot episode, but to see her married and how like that kind of plays into it. And also like her intro was hilarious. It was totally unexpected that she's just like doing some sort of dominatrix thing with her husband. And she's like, hold up, my brother's calling, which side note, like, how awkward is that if your brother can just be like, hey, no matter what you're doing. Like, I know. And she's like, damn too. it. <laughs> and she's like, hold on, boo. I've got to go like feed my brother some acetone, which I'm guessing is something that we'll learn more about. But yeah, I, I like that intro and that we kind of get to see a different dynamic. Like we'll get to look back at Max and Liz and like how their friendship and, and all of that grew in high school. So we'll still get a little high school because you can't really escape your past, especially if that's how they know each other. 
And then we get to see a married couple and like how her not being able to tell him who she is kind of plays into all of that too. Because she was, and she was really like cutesy where when she left, Isabel was like, oh, sorry, baby, gotta go. Yeah, they're Love you, they're bye. Adorable. Yeah. And, you know, us being married, not to each other, obviously, married to our husbands, but like mm-hmm. we have graduated a little bit from the CW that kind of hooked us all into CW in the first place. And while I still appreciate those shows, like you said, I, I appreciate River- Riverdale. I love that kind of stuff. It's nice to see characters that have to deal with marriage and you know that have less of the the high school side of the relationship and more of the like oh did you like buy milk what the hell take out the garbage sort of thing as their problem versus like you know you're sleeping with your teacher and you kissed my best friend and as much as I like that drama it's nice to see this kind of like aged up more mature drama mixed in with all of like the alien sci-fi stuff because it's not something you really see that often. No, and it's very refreshing. Um, I, I I agree. What do you think about um, Michael, <sighs> troubled, hot, and up to something in his trailer, cooking meth, playing with rainbow, magical, shrapnel? What's he doing? Well, What's going on? I don't think he's like on drugs because I feel like – Obviously, they're aliens. I don't know that drugs would affect them the same way, not to be like an alien biologist, but it would seem kind of weird that it would, that they would be the exact same, like, you know, they have different DNA, obviously, Liz saw that when she looked under the microscope, but maybe like touching the spaceship shrapnel gives him kind of a high, or he's you know, smart as F, they kind of already laid that out. Maybe he's trying to find a way to get back. Maybe he's like, F Earth and everyone on it, I'm out of here. And whatever he's doing that's like alerting the government is something to do with that. Maybe he's running tests to see if he can build his own or how he, or he's sending signals, something like that. I think he's doing a little bit of both. I bet like being close to it gives them their power. Did they say something about that actually? You know, like because those eggs are there, you know, like maybe being near them or something. I don't know. He said that protected them when they fell. So maybe it's kind of how they recharge their batteries or something like that. Yeah. Um, So I think it could probably be a little bit of that. And also he's probably trying to leave. Yeah. Like he's like, we're, or maybe understand his powers more, try to become a little bit more powerful. Um, because clearly Michael doesn't have as much of a hold on his powers as his siblings do. And that's probably because he was in the foster care program. He didn't grow up in a loving home like Isabel and Max did. So he's kind of, that's why he, maybe he's a little bit more on the edge. Well, like how crappy for him. They all got dumped here on earth at the same time, wandering the desert. And they're like, you two, you get a normal life and you get to stay together. Sorry, rando curly-haired boy. You get to go to foster care? Like, yeah, I'd be how the hell too. did that happen? Yeah, like, it's understandable that he has all of this anger and resentment. Obviously, it's not Max and Isabel's fault, but at the same time, like, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> Shitty. Right, like, he got the short end of the stick. 
And I think like we'll probably learn more about his powers because Max, obviously, he can heal people. We saw that. Although like that was crazy and it seemed to like take a ton out of him. And then we learned that Isabel can do some sort of like mind, not mind control, but like mess with people's minds. And then you, you saw Michael, I don't know, like Vader push. <laughs> Vader push. <laughs> Vader push his brother. So like that was kind of cool. And you kind of saw like the initial stages of them setting up all of their powers and how they're going to play in. But I did have one little thing I want to talk about with Isabel's power and how that ties into Rosa. So maybe we should talk about Rosa first. So yes. that is Liz's sister. And may she rest. Yes, RIP. So she died. And I know I watched the pilot last week. So she, it was a car accident, right? Is that what we're led to believe? Or do they actually definitively say that? Um, well, that's what's on the police record. I think that she was intoxicated driving a car with another friend and her in the friend passed. Right. And like, there's a couple other girls that were injured or killed or something happened, but there's at least three markers total. So when she goes to see Rosa's little cross on the side of the road, which I guess that's probably why it you know, looks like a car accident and that's how they're, they're treating it. But then they talk about Isabel messed with Rose's mind. And that's something that Max and Isabel agree, like they're never going to tell Liz about. But then when Liz is kind of fake freaking out to Max to get more information from him after he like rainbow hands her, um, that's our official definition for what went down. Apparently, rainbow hands. Rainbow um, hands. <laughs> yeah. So he, she says something about her mother being mentally troubled, and then says that it started to happen to Rosa, and that's why she started taking drugs. But what if, like, it's something to do with like the alien ship, or the mind control was something that led them to believe they were crazy, and then they started you know, self-medicating and things like that. So there's a lot of questions that it it opens up because, you know, did Isabel meddling with Rosa cause her death or was that something that they did after the fact to cover it up because it was something involving the aliens? And what about the mom? Like, why throw her in there? Was that something also connected to this or completely different? I bet the mom had like found out something out mm-hmm. and Isabel messed with her mind. And then Rosa discovered that happened and thus messed with her mind. And so that's why Isabel was so like, do not tell Liz to Max because she's like, I've already messed with like half her freaking family. Right. Like, like it can't be her. Alone. Don't touch Papa. Mm-hmm. He's too cute. Yeah. I think that it's going to be really interesting to see like obviously Max and Liz are going to be some sort of end game or at least we're going to want that for a while and they're going to build up to that but like what happens when she finds out that he knew something and didn't tell her I think it's going to be huge it's going to be real bad I mean and who knows if that's the first time he rainbowed her or not rainbow hand yeah you know I mean I know she yeah, like maybe she was made to forget. Who the heck knows? Um, I don't know. 
there's I'm, I'm hoping it's like a big twist like it's a big unraveling and it's not just like you know max just happened to be there when liz's mom died or something and then oh you know what when she's sitting in the car in the flashback with her sister and her sister's like why now like why all of a sudden do you care about max and after like in the present when he rainbow hands her he's like all you're feeling is a reflection of what i what i feel for you mm-hmm. so maybe he did rainbow her in high school and that's why all of a sudden she kind of has a change of heart in in the car with her sister and she kind of is smoony looking at him just saying so it could have happened in the past or maybe i don't know we don't really know too much about Liz's mom, maybe she's kind of, maybe she was helping them or maybe she knew about them and they had to do like something to erase her memory to protect her. You know, there's lots of, lots of questions. I like that twist because we automatically assume they were like trying to protect themselves and did something to her mom. But what if they were like actually close with her mom? Right. Like we don't. In some way. Yeah. We don't know too much about her at this point so that would be really interesting to see if Mm -hmm. maybe she kind of knew all along and that these families were always like intertwined we just they didn't realize it or they were made to forget so it will be interesting okay let's talk about alex and then let's talk about alex and michael because damn oh my gosh and like alex I think he is like the king of the eye fork in this episode because mm-hmm. it's like the moment those two were on the screen together. Like before they ever even kissed, you knew they had at some point or they were harboring like some deep seated something for each other. At least Alex was. I was so happy in that moment and like all the build up and the tension. Like you thought, okay, maybe they're, they were best friends and like they got in a huge fight. And that's why they don't talk or why they have all of this tension between them. But then when he just like walks up to him at the reunion and they kiss, oh my God. Yes. yes I was I all about it. All and about I, it. Give me more. Yes. And like, I know that was something that they kept under wraps, right? Like that wasn't, yeah. Cause in the, it wasn't in the previews. In the previews, they just talked about Max and Liz. Mm-hmm. So I think, and I don't want to like pick a favorite so early in the game here, but as far as like, like the love story, I am so excited to see the backstory of Alex and Michael. Like, and I kind of got the feeling that Alex was, I don't know if he's just not out or he's not out to his family. Like they kind of alluded to that a little bit, but I'm so excited to see more of that relationship and kind of the past of that. I want to see those flashbacks too, you know? And will Alex help continue that storyline of the other military dude that Michael, Michael, that Kyle, not Michael Trevino, that (laughs) Kyle was talking to, will he be a part of that whole story and kind of bridge that gap even more between our main cast of characters in their late twenties and the whole government? operation going on right because he's kind of he's got his foot in both of those storylines and like will he help or will he hurt or does he already know like maybe michael already told him you know he's he could already be in the know 
because Michael is just that rebellious that he would be like, F you, Max and Isabel with your fancy little wife. Like, I'm on, I'm going to tell anyone I want, you know? Mm-hmm. But, I, oh my gosh, yes. I'm very, I kind of forgot how obsessed I am with those two and their kiss and like everything that goes with it. I'm here for it. Me yeah, too. for it. Um, so let's talk about our um, overall thoughts on the pilot and what we expect from the next couple of episodes. Go ahead, girl. You want me to go? Okay. All right. I think that um, I want to see the – I don't like it when shows – kind of introduce something big and then they pause it for a minute to do a bunch of filler episodes to like build up characters with like small timey storylines that help shape their character. Like that's all great, but I really want the momentum to continue. And I haven't actually seen how many episodes per season this will be. It's in, it's a a winter show. So I'm assuming like 10 to 12 ishy. So I would like it if, um, the momentum just kind of continues here. Like we're like, okay, Liz knows. Great. We knocked that out in the first episode. What's next? Like, what is her MO here? Is she just going, like, is she going to want to learn more from Max? Um, Is she just going to want to date Max? What is she going to feel like when the rainbow feelings go away? Like what's, what, what is her end game? I guess. Like, I don't really know. We don't really know what she wants from him, if anything yet. Right. And will she still feel the same way once that wears off? She says she will. And we don't really know if she's going to be mad about it after the fact. Or Obviously, you won't be mad at someone for saving your life, but mm-hmm. she's a scientist. Maybe she's like, don't fuck with my, like, you know, brain and mind and soul. And that might piss her off, too. We don't really know how she's going to handle that. And it's 13 episodes. So I think you're right. Okay. I think it will be okay. Good. Kind of like that quick storytelling where it doesn't have to have, you know, plot episode, filler, filler, plot episode. That pattern, I feel like it's going to be a little more hard hitting, hopefully. Mm-hmm. It's my mm-hmm. hope too. But yeah, I, I'm with you. I think that it's actually a really good pilot. So, and I think it helps that a lot of the, um, like, the relationship building and all of that happened kind of off screen, I guess not off screen, but we'll get to see it in flashbacks. So they didn't have to just do like their first meeting and then watching them fall in love. Like they have all of this history. So they just got to start at that point. And I think watching them kind of unravel their histories together throughout the show versus building towards something is cooler. It's a little more exciting because it adds like, another layer of mystery so on top of the alien mystery and all that sci-fi stuff that I know you like love which I love too I love like those little personal connections and getting to see like the little details and the inside jokes and the things that will come to light as the show continues so I want to see more of that and like I said more of um, Alex and Michael and how they started and how they got to this point you know messy breakup that kind of stuff I I live for that so bring on the drama bring on the drama here for it and flashbacks I want to see flashbacks we already got some flashbacks flashbacks. I'm all about a good flashback I love me a good flashback 
Did I say flash black? Flash flash. You know, I wasn't gonna correct back, you. Just own it. Flash, but I'm trying. Okay, <laughs> like I'm trying to stick to this only two cups of coffee per day pregnancy thing. But I'm not gonna lie, I cheat and I score that extra cup. I, I need it. You're going. Mama needs you it. Yes, you do what you gotta do. <sighs> I know the ultrasound went well, so we're rocking and rolling, guys. We're getting there. Yes, and I assume you're gonna name your baby after one of these characters. Obviously, there's so many characters. I mean, oh, it's just like, go with Rainbow Hand. Rainbow, Rainbow Hand, Hand but there's also <laughs> you know Daenerys, Stormborn, Prue. Um, there there are a lot of options we're considering. If you act, guys, if you actually want to comment or tweet me your, your other suggestions, please Hashtag feel free. Name Liz's baby. I know. I love it. Well, um, I think you're right. I think the there's a lot of back to the actual show. That was like one of our very few tangents. I would like to applaud us for a moment. I know. Thank you, us. <laughs> yes, good job, guys. Um, so the overall thoughts on the plot and the storylines and, and everything that they're building towards, I think we both are in agreement that it's a really good pilot and it's a really good start. And I also just want to point out, like everyone's entitled to their opinion and I respect everyone's opinion. But it does really bug me that people keep comparing one pilot episode to an entire series, an entire, you know, seasons long stories. And I really hope people will just give this a chance because yes, it is, you know, it has a lot of political themes, but they're important ones. And like, if you didn't scream when she said the wall, like they obviously shot this and wrote this months ago. Like how timely is that for the pilot to hear during a government shutdown when the wall is such a big deal? Like, these are things that our social media feeds are consumed with. So why not put it into a show about aliens where it's talking about illegal aliens and space aliens and, you know, throw in a shirtless Michael every once in a while. Throw <laughs> I mean, I, I'd rather take my social commentary in, you know, doses like this where it's not just like the heavy handed nonstop political news it's you know writing it into a show where people characters dissect it a little bit more I think it's a really cool way to bring like kind of ground the show in reality versus like other CW shows or just other shows in general where it's completely removed from our everyday life you know it doesn't contain any of that stuff but this they did this whole big thing in the pilot where this podcaster dude talking about space aliens was kind of like this voiceover for like actual aliens and like, or I'm sorry, of the immigrants and like that whole thing kind of tied together. I just thought it was a really cool way to bridge heavy, heavy sci-fi with our current issues and hot CW dudes. It's like they threw all of this stuff that people our age care about in a pot and then they put a cowboy hat on it. And, and then they <laughs> yes, <laughs> and yes. I just thought it was a really cool, like, cool mix of things that are important to us with the things we want to consume in our shows and hot boys. Thank, thank you, CW. Thank you, Karina. I love it. And the CW, you know, a lot of people give it a hard rap just because you know sometimes the shows get a little teenage tropey. But what I really like about the CW is that they're being very intentional about putting women and minorities first in terms of in front and 
behind the camera and it's very intentional and it is also pushing it's not just pushing um the current standards or the, the current not standards i guess the current bar we have in hollywood but it's taking it another step by saying okay yeah we're going to talk about immigration we're going to talk about racism and we're not just going to have a you know a storyline where someone becomes gay and it defines them it's just a part of who they are and that's it you know the big thing about michael and um uh oh, wait what's alex. alex the big thing about michael and alex isn't the fact that they're gay the big thing is what happened to make their relationship so tumultuous and what is michael doing in the trailer and alex is in the army so what does that have to do with everything you know being gay doesn't define them and it isn't um you know it isn't it's it's normalized which is something that's also starting to happen in society now and i that makes me really really happy it makes yeah. me so happy well yeah because like if it and I understand shows need to keep show showcasing and telling new stories of coming out and like, you know, the different aspects of that. But just having a character who is not defined by their sexuality, because Liz sure isn't, that's not a big deal. We didn't talk about, you know, how hetero she is or, you know, maybe mm-hmm. she's bi, we don't know. Mm-hmm. But I totally agree. Just having that be you know, as simple as their color of hair. It, it's not who their characters are and it's not, hopefully not going to be all their characters are in the future. And the CW does a really good job of that. Like of all the networks, they they choose to really hone in on that. And I think that's really important because of their, you know, younger audience. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm very happy with that as well. And I love, I love Liz just the way she speaks how she is this like badass fierce doctory like brain like over analytical bio i think she's biomed student or like she's still studying she i don't know i just i love how they built her not to just be like damselly and like woe is me what happened i'm so confused she's like f this i'm gonna go steal that boy's dna like what like you don't really see that and having her be a woman and having her be so like just strong and capable yet letting her have a love story because you don't have to choose between the two. And I, I think that's really cool too in this show. Yes. Preach it queen. Um, well, everyone, thanks so much for joining our return podcast. Again, we will be recapping the show uh, with every episode. So make sure that you tune in on SoundCloud and on iTunes at Pure Fandom. We will also, of course, have these on our website in our podcast section on purefandom.com. Be sure to tweet us at pure underscore fandom. Find us at the same handle on Instagram, and we post all sorts of fun news on Facebook as well. We are everywhere. So check us out. Check it, check it. And make sure you give the show a chance. Like the, I guess, yes, it's a reboot. But it's a different show, and it's a different story, and everyone's story deserves another look. And I think that giving Max and Liz a different spin and kind of including all these other characters in a different way is going to be really cool. So I hope everyone gives it a chance. Don't just Mm -hmm. 
mm-hmm. look at the pilot and comment on social media, like actually watch it, you know, do at least five episodes. If you hate it after five, tweet us and tell us why, and we'll convince you otherwise. Yes. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Um, well, thanks so much for, for just joining Meg. I, I love our podcast together and I think it's super duper fun. And we'll also be doing all sorts of fun other posts on the show as well. Meg is amazing about that. So if you want to geek out, please join us on purefandom.com and we will check you next time. Later friends. <laughs>